3: Visit LiveNation.com slash to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Sum 41, 30 seconds to Mars. Oh, and two-door
0: cinema club. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky with you. Buck, what's going on, man?
1: Everything's good, DJ. I don't know if you've been paying attention to baseball, but I just happened to look at the interweights standings. <laughs> uh, look, the more things change, the more things stay the same, you know?
0: Five games in. <laughs> Uh, by the way, by the way, Superman, Superman is already he's already taking hacks down Triple A right now. So we got 14 more games, and Superman comes up and joins, joins the mix. We'll be okay at that point in time. But no, hey, I got to give it to Dodgers though, because everybody was saying, you know, oh they're playing, they're playing all the young guys, and I'm like, ah, they're not dumb. Like these young guys, turns out these young guys are pretty good. So it's gonna be a fun summer. It's gonna be a fun summer with those two teams.
1: You know what? I think we're gonna have to take move the six on the road. I think. I might have to do a road trip and do a game yeah.
0: come on down down in San
1: Diego. And then we have to bring you up and we have to do one in Chavez Ravine. I mean. All
0: right. And I I'm think in. we can I'm talk in. to some
1: people to make sure that we do it. I know you have a particular taste based on how they roll out the red carpet for you down in San Diego. I'm having to make sure that I kind of work the back channels to make sure I get you similar treatment uh, when you come to Dodgers.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Um, all right, we've got a we've got a fun one today. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. We usually do this a couple times during draft season, so um, let's get it started today. What we're going to do is we're going to have a a mock draft for the offense. So, in other words, we've got eleven positions that we each need to fill. You can't draft two quarterbacks, you know. You can't draft five receivers. You've got to fill the spots. We're going to do eleven rounds. Um, we're going to just roll this out as eleven personnel. So you, we're going to end up having a quarterback, a running back, three wideouts. A tight end, two tackles, and three interior offensive linemen. So we'll kind of just go back and forth on this thing, which will lead to some good discussions, um, some good debates. You can go, you know, you can go out of out of order, whatever position that you want to go uh, of how to fill these spots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then afterwards, we'll look back at the two at the two teams, Buck Eleven on Eleven, and maybe we maybe we uh, maybe we send this out. We've done this in the past. We kind of lob out these uh, rosters. Oh, uh, the, 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 the Twitter line. the Twitter poll decide. But I, I think to get things started, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Nabil does not have any change in his pocket. I know he's off to the side, but does he have does he have a quarter or a penny or a nickel or a dime that we can? No, no, no. no. The, the, we need to flip no, for this the first pick.
1: No, this, no, this is what we do. We'll let you have the first pick on offense, and I'll just take the first pick on defense. Okay, um, okay. When we that have the, the next, when, whenever we do the defensive mock draft, I'll take the first pick with the defense. So offensively we'll go, we'll let Team DJ take the first, the number one overall pick.
0: Okay, there's lots of strategy involved here as well. Um, After this first pick, I'm curious to see what you end up doing, but you already know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go Bryce Young. I'm going to take the quarterback that I want here. Uh, So I'm going to go Bryce Young with the first overall pick. I think he's the best quarterback in the draft. Um, Obviously, the frame is the the only knock, is the only concern, but I'm getting somebody that I, I feel, you know, Buck, there's, there's, there's uh, quarterbacks every year where you can find the good games and you find the bad games and you gotta you, you hope that the good outweighs the bad and you try and buy into the good and you try and explain the bad. With Bryce, it, it's kind of unique because there's just really not bad tape. like you, you don't you don't have a, a game where you watch him and you're like, oh man, uh, I mean, we've talked about it before, even in their losses, they're scoring points, they're competitive. He's got them in position. You know, LSU game's a great example. He just never gets another shot at it. They uh they go for two and overtime games over. Tennessee, it's a track meet, you know, up and down the field. You go to Georgia the year before, he lights them up in the SEC championship game. Then they're down a couple wideouts in the in the national championship game and, and they lose, but he still moved the ball and, and there's good things to take away from that. So, anyways, long way of saying I'm gonna go Bryce Young with the first pick.
1: Well, Anyone who knows you and knows the conversation that we had when it comes to the quarterback, Bryce Young makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense with the number one overall pick. When we talk about just playing the game, it's hard to find a better quarterback at playing the game than Bryce Young. The way that he gets the ball out of his hands, the way that he throws it uh, inside and outside the pocket, the way that he finishes game, which I think is really an underrated skill, the way you perform in the clutch the last two minutes of the half, the last two minutes of the game. Not many better than him, so I can understand he's worthy of being the number one overall pick. And because we're doing this, and this is not reality, this is almost like yeah. a fantasy football. It is, draft it is, it is because That's you're just taking one quarterback. It really opens up. It opens up the board for me. And did you may not know this, but I'm a four time fantasy football champion, and oh, all right that now. is because of the strategies that I like to employ. Yeah. And so, yeah. what we're going to do? Yeah.
0: If you know, i'll this take a quarterback till the
1: eleventh pick? Like. This harkens back to the days of the 70s and 80s. Want. Well, actually, um,
0: I know I when, know I, when, you're when, when, when I was with the
1: Carolina Panthers, I, I saw guys right away. Uh-huh. You can write it down because you know, because there's a huge divide between the number one player at this position and other positions. So, look, we can go down to Texas. We can go and get the best running back on the board. We can get Bijan Robinson, and we're going to make sure that he knows how much we value him as the top running back in the class. Now, if this was the real draft, would I expend a top two or three pick on a running back? I don't know because I was one that was advocating for Saquon Barkley when Saquon Barkley went off the board, but it's a different time. But I will say this, if you like Saquon Barkley, B. John Robinson is everything plus,
0: more Mm -hmm.
1: consistent with the production, just as dynamic, just as explosive, can give you what you want in the running game and the passing game. When you think about a franchise back, like a team on the cusp of being a title team, B. John Robinson is the answer. So when I look at on the board and I look at those teams like the Chargers, I look at those teams like maybe the Dallas Cowboys, teams that really just need that finishing touch to plop that back in, that's where Bijan Robinson would really do his damage, even though he races as a top-five player, best on draft grades. Look, I, I'm going to take him up here. The position is devalued, but it's certainly still important. That's why he's number one on my team, franchise
0: back. You don't know how mad I am right now because that was my – I was hoping you were going to go in another direction because the strategy that I was employing was similar to a fantasy football strategy, which was who has the largest gap between number one and number two at the position. And you nailed it, Buck. That was it. That was Bijan Robinson. Um, but that means, okay, now that means I can wait on my running back. So Jameer Gibbs, go get you some lunch. Just just uh, go hang out with your family. Enjoy some some downtime you'll be you'll be coming over later but with you know the party's been delayed here so that's all I'm saying so you can just wait on him for a little bit. All right, buck, second pick for me. Uh I'm going to go with Peter Skaronski from Northwestern because I'm going to list him as an interior offensive lineman. So I get three interior spots to me, he's the he's a, the best offensive lineman in the draft. Wherever you want to put him, um I think he can play tackle but I think he could be an all-pro at guard and I think the drop off from him to the next interior offensive lineman is pretty steep. Uh, And I got to protect Bryce Young on my squad here, man. So I'm going to go Peter Skoronsky with my second pick. You are on the clock.
1: You know, so I like Peter Skaronsky, and I do believe he is pretty solid in terms of his technique and his ability to do a bunch of different things. Uh, I can see where people would view him as a guard, but you kick him out of tackle, let him do his thing, and see if he fails uh, outside before you have to kick him inside. Uh, That said, I may be a little higher on Paris Johnson than some. I think Paris Johnson Jr., has all the tools and traits to be an outstanding blocker on the edge for a long time to come. You see his size, his length, um, having known that he is trained with Willie Anderson since he was like 15 or so, um, I know he's been poured into, and I'm just hoping at the next level, all of that comes out. So much like you talk about, the number one thing that you have to get, we talk about these premier positions, gotta take care of the edges on the offensive line. I'm gonna get Paris Johnson Jr. to make sure I take care of those edges.
0: I like it. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to stay on the offensive line. I'm going to go Darnell Wright with my next pick. Ooh, um, he ass. is someone who is big and powerful. I think he's got the best tape of the tackles um, when you compare him with the rest of that group. And to me, he's going to, he's going to play right tackle. He's played left in the past, but to me, I'm going to put him at right tackle where he excelled this year. You saw him do it against Will Anderson. You saw him get some some matchups uh, against Georgia and and, and that crew. Uh, Jalen Carter on a couple reps. So to me, he aced the process. He was excellent at the senior bowl, had a great workout. He's a big, powerful guy. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take Darnell right out of Tennessee.
1: So it's funny. So now what you've done is you've messed around and started the run because mm-hmm. I'm scared if I, bypass, if I bypass an offensive lineman, it would be a drop-off. So give yeah. me Osiris Torrance from okay. Florida. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put him on the inside, even though I think he might have some ability. Man, the tape that he put on display against Jalen Carter, to me, really sold me on him Strong. on the inside. Yeah super strong, handled all the power and aggressiveness and all the things that Jalen Carter throws at you and did it in splendid fashion. And when you just think about building your offensive line, as much as we talk about the bookends, you better have someone on the interior because that inside pass rush, that inside pressure affects the quarterback far more than the stuff on the outside. So I want a tough guy. Oh, sorry, Torres is that guy for me.
0: I like that. So we've, we've each got a, oh, I've got a quarterback, a tackle and an interior offensive lineman. You've got uh, two offensive linemen, an inside guy, and a tackle as well as as a big time running back. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on this offensive line trend. I'm gonna get my second tackle here. I'm gonna go with Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Ooh, so cool. I got two of my top three tackles here, and I've got my top interior offensive lineman. So I feel like I've I'm building a fortress around my smaller quarterback. But I gotta protect Bryce Young, man. I gotta commit to it. So Broderick man. Jones, I think might I think he's got the most in his body. I think he's the most talented tackle, um, and there's dominant moments with him on tape there at Georgia. Maybe not as consistent as the other guys, but to me, there's just man, there's a there's a lot to work with there as a left tackle.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to work with. Now I'm I'm upset because I'm looking at uh, my board and I'm looking at who you've taken at the offensive line of Oof. the grades of the top four grades that I have. You have three of them, so now I'm really oh good. So now I got to go good. back. In. I feel like I had to go somewhere and get some number ones. So uh, at this time I think I'm gonna take a a, a bit of a pivot because I know where you're you, going. you've loaded you loaded up. Hold on, hold on, on hold that. on, hold on. Let me you let me write this it, one down because loaded up I've, on that.
0: I think I've got you here. Okay, go ahead.
1: So I'm gonna take Dalton Kincaid. Oh you in. just ripped my heart out. Yeah, tied in from Utah. And I'm I'm taking him because my guy, we think man. about we think about pass catching tight ends. We think about guys that can really impact the game. And I really like Michael Meyer, but Dalton Kincaid in terms of in this league as a pass catcher, he has the potential to do things in terms of putting up big numbers that are different. And it May- will be solid. He can block and he can do all that stuff that you want from a traditional Y. But Kincaid is the flexed idea. And he's in that Travis Kelsey um, mold in terms of being able to control the middle. We talked about this old comparison. I, I told you he reminded me of Chris Cooley when I used to go to Utah State and watch him in the career that he had with the Washington football team, Don Kincaid's my man. So I'm, I'm going to try and go get a number one. I'm going to get a number one at tight end.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's almost sacrilegious to say it, but movement-wise, there's some Kelsey to him. Like, you know, I know mm-hmm. Kelsey and go down as the greatest tight end of all time when his career is over. He's been unbelievable just in terms of the quickness at the top of routes, uh, the juice that he has. I feel like, Buck, when your parents, you tell your kids, hey – Turn the other cheek. Somebody does something mean to you. We don't <laughs> fight back. Turn the other cheek. I'm not going to practice what I preach right now because this is the strategy that's involved here. Even though this guy is not my number one player at this position, you took, mm. you, you know, it's like, what's that old line? And like the you put one of mine in the hospital, I put one of yours in the court. <laughs> I'm taking Jackson, Smith, and Jiggaard. Oh, no. Because I know. No. I, I know you it was coming.
1: You know right. was coming.
0: But I oh. knew you loved him and the fact that you just took Kincaid from me, that's fine. I'm gonna take JSN from you. That's how that's how this oh. works.
1: Oh man. That's so that's so good. <laughs> he's so <laughs> Hey DJ, he's so good. Like here's the thing about Jackson Smith and, and Jigba, and it's one of the things that you know, the draft is funny when you have the initial reaction when everyone is announced and everyone's like, Oh my god, he can't be at the top, he has to be this and that. And then you go back and you watch that year when it's him. Yeah. Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. And he is the leading receiver for the Buckeyes. And not only is the leading receiver, I want to say he had over 700 rack yards, like mm. run after catch yards. Like he works the middle, catches it. He wiggles. He has that stuff, the big game. I've had this debate with some wide receiver coaches around the league because some guys think he's a slot only. I see someone that can do more things. It would be interesting to see what he does. But to me, he's terrific. Um,
0: all right, how many picks are we in here? One, two, three. So we're four, picking up. Pick, got get, on pick get one 10. more
1: pick, then we'll take a quick break. I'm on. I'm on pick ten. So now you've you've kind of kind of messed me up because you, we're we're, we're wounded. And See we're, the strategy, we're in this thing, man. Yeah, This is a dangerous spot. Yeah, we we're we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're we're wounded and we're over here hemorrhaging and we're trying to figure out where we can go to get our next thing. But there's, I don't know if there's another position that has the gaps remaining <laughs> like when you you took t- my guy like i'm hurting. I, I, I had to play now. i had to play i'm hurt i'm hurt now so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go get as much as i love jackson smith enigma this in Jigba, zay flowers is someone who right. i also have an infatuation with and part of that is because when i see it man i tell you i see a little antonio brown in his game in terms of just the urgent athlete the the dog in him the way that he dominates and Oh, I'm going to say this because we'll plug a friend of the show, Bruce Feldman. I don't know if you've seen his mock draft thing where he talked to all the coaches or whatever. There's great intel in that piece that he did on The Athletic. Um, and the way that coaches talked about Zay Bad Flowers dude. and how he controlled the game at Boston College when he didn't have all the stuff around him, I want that kind of guy. And, look, he may play in the slot, he may go outside, but he is a productive player. So I'm going to take him, I'm going to round out this part. This first half of the mock draft, making sure that I do get a productive and dominant playmaker on the perimeter in Zay Flowers.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love that pick. I love that player. I was hoping somehow he would make his way over to team DJ, but you uh, you took him. Uh, you got him. And right now, as we sit here, let's call this halftime. Uh, Bucky has Bijan Robinson, Zay Flowers, Dalton Kincaid, Paris Johnson, and Osiris Torrance. Uh, I have Bryce Young, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, Darnell Wright, Broderick Jones, and Peter Skaronski. So that's where we are right now. We'll call this halftime. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and we'll, uh, we'll get after the rest of this mock draft. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... All right buck, we're rolling now we're rolling and uh you know the back half of this thing i think this is these next couple picks are crucial because after that it gets to the point where we have spots to fill that the other one's already filled, so it's kind of uh not a lot of uh not a lot of tension there when we get to that point of the draft so i've got a tough call here because i don't need a i mean running back and tight end you've got so I can be patient on those, so I'm looking at really receivers versus interior offensive linemen. So who do I feel like is uh, you know, where is there a drop with this group? And I'm gonna tell you, I I have a bunch of names that I kind of like to build around my three. I got three pillars on this offensive line. I, mm-hmm. I can I, I feel confident there that I've got some I've got some depth to choose from. So I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna get the guy who is my number one wide receiver right now. Now there's a little bit of a collision course happening because Jordan Addison I've got coming down a little bit. Smith and Jigba I've got coming up a little bit and the, to be honest with you still have a higher grade on Addison but mm-hmm. the weight the difference in size with the weight and we've talked about play strength over the last couple of years being a big issue you know I'm just saying I got an, I got a final update to do and I got a, I'm going to go back in and just on those two guys I'm going to do a deep dive and, and just watch everything again and see where I land but as of right now I've got Jordan Addison as the top receiver and I'm going to take him that gives me my top two wideouts uh, in this class, Jordan Addison's a pure route runner. He is silky smooth. Uh, he can get separation at the line at the top of routes. He can get on top. I think he plays faster even than his uh, than his 40 time 173 pounds. I don't love that. To be honest with you, Buck. But uh, I think he's a really, really good football player.
1: He is a really good football player. And you go back and you watch his tape uh, when he was at Pittsburgh and he's playing with Kenny Pickett. The numbers were different. The offense was also different. And so um, sometimes you have to curb a little bit of the production. Uh, he has the ability. You can't underestimate the punt return ability. So I'm okay with that. But now you talked about a collision course where we have to make decisions between yeah. wideouts and interior offensive linemen. And so I'm going to take a, I'm gonna take a center right now. I'm going to take John Michael Smiths from Minnesota. JMS. Yeah, I'm going to take JMS. I'm going to let him be the pivot of our squad. Get us lined up. Make sure he makes all the calls. And part of that is because you want to – athletic offensive line and i am be honest dj in in this class watching the movement skills of the centers is really impressive these guys are floating and flying uh you see these guys pull from the pivot i mean things that you know one of the reasons why people love jason kelsey
0: he's a rare
1: find a guy that could snap and pull and lead on sweeps and those things jms shows some ability to be able to get out in space and make some things happen
0: i like it i like it buck you know we have this uh we have this conversation in draft rooms all the time. I know I've had it. I know you've had it. I know teams have it every year. Put your board up. You have your debates. Guys start coming. They start at a certain spot on your board, and they start sliding. You know, they start moving around. You go through the process. And then I don't know if, you, if you've if you had this line, but this is a very popular line in draft rooms. The man's been punished enough, okay? <laughs> Let's stop, you know. And that's where I'm going with this next pick with Quentin Johnston, the big wide receiver from TCU. Okay, there's some drops. I think Mm -hmm. he's a little bit tight. But this guy is big. He is physical. He's excellent after the catch. Um, He's got a lot of big play production. I know that the history of Big 12 wideouts is not great. um, But the man's been punished enough. And at this point in time in our draft, I feel like, you know, Coach Billick, in, in honor of Coach Billick, in honor of building a basketball team, I feel like I've got a wide skill set here with my group of receivers. I've polished it up. I'm done. I've got Jordan Addison on the outside as my pure route runner buck who can separate and do those things. I've got Smith and Jigba in the slot who's going to give me some easy third down completions, going to give me some run after the catch. And I've got Quentin Johnson on the other side as my prototypical X who's going to be able to get down the field and go get me some 50-50 balls and, and make some big plays. So I feel like I've rounded out my receiving core. I don't know if, I don't know if that's been that way in your room, but I have you been in rooms where like, like yeah. a player, you're like, okay, you know, hey, we're too high on him. And then he keeps dropping and dropping and dropping. And then finally somebody in the room has to be like, hey, man's been punished enough here. Let, let's do <laughs> this. I mean,
1: sometimes when you're looking at a draft board and everything has been plucked or picked clean, and he's sitting up there like a blinking light, you mm-hmm. know, and you're saying, hey, guys, we got great grades on this guy. And he's well above the line. So you have to take him. And since we are going together to that pro day to watch Johnson, I'm gonna stay right there in TCU and I'm gonna take Steve <laughs> Avila right there. Ooh, I'm, Avila. I'm gonna take him, Avila, I'm gonna take him and allow him to complete us on the interior. So we feel good about who we have. JMS, we have Avila Avila, as you said it. We have Osiris Torrance. So we're good on the interior. And I yep. feel like we're we're gaining some ground. We're gaining some ground with some Ross solid picks to kind of close the gap. Team BB and Team DJ. All
0: right. I like it. I like it. This has been good. Um, Now we're to the point where we can fill in the spots because we've, uh, we've alternated where the other positions are full. So I'm just going to work top to bottom in terms of how I have this laid out on my paper. Um, I'm going to go to the running back position. I hinted at it at the top. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is my number two running back. You took Bijan. I'm going to come back with Jameer Gibbs. Um, And, you know, to me, he's a little different. He's a little different as a running back. He's going to, He's going to be a touch guy, not a carry guy. So don't get carried away with how many times you hand him the ball. It's how many times he touches the ball. Uh, A true weapon in the pass game, Buck. Um, You know, Alvin Kamara is the easy comp with him. When you look at the way that he plays and the role that he has, big time juice, home run hitter, difference maker, especially in the passing game. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw Jameer Gibbs into my lineup.
1: Okay. So you thought you, you threw this out there about Quentin Johnson. You talked about the big 12 and, those receivers not panning out. Well, this isn't a Big 12 receiver, but he played in an offense that was popularized in the Big Twelve, and that's Jalen Hyatt. And okay. when you think about the offense, Josh Heifel is running, which is a variation or version of what Art Browse torched people with for years. Uh, it didn't really translate, but man, this guy's speed, his ability to put the ball in the paint. You got yeah, a track watch team, him. man. When you watched him play against Alabama and Georgia, he put up big numbers. So I'm going with my guy Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. He, he, he's just too good at putting the ball in the paint to ignore. beyond this pick, I,
0: I like that. I like that. Again, you got Zay Flowers and Jalen Hyatt. You got man. You better put your track shoes on. Uh, playing against Team Bucky here. I like that mix. Uh, all right, Team, Team DJ is up with the next spot here. You went Dalton Kincaid. You took my, my draft crush there, my tight end that I have at the top of my board. So I'm gonna go to the next guy on my list. Uh, jokingly said on the pod the other day when we were talking about uh, ice cream flavors, I said, my man Michael Mayer from Notre Dame is like vanilla, and that is not a knock. It is a compliment because he goes with everything. You can put him on ice cream. Mm-hmm. You can put him on brownies. He can stand alone. He can play in line. You can flex him out. He can run, He's good as a run blocker. He can help you if you need to keep him in and pass pro. He can get you combat catches in the middle of the field. He's a red zone target with his big frame and ability to go get the ball. So I think he's a complete tight end. Maybe not the most dynamic or explosive, but dependable, reliable, know exactly what I'm getting. Um, I think Michael Mayer is going to be a nice complement to my run game, and he's also going to
1: be a nice weapon for us, especially down the red zone. He is a nice weapon. He's a fantastic playmaker. Um, So I I I can't knock that. Uh, This is the time now where I'll take the quarterback here. I'll take C.J. Stroud. Um, Look, tell him this was just strategic, C.J. It has nothing to do with what we think about you as a player. Uh, Natural pocket passer the game is really easy for him from the pocket and the way that he strike he, he paints the strike zone his accuracy his anticipation touch and timing is everything that you look for at the position yeah there's some things that people talk about like in the pocket when the pocket breaks down does he uh, kind of get off the mark and those things but man when you talk to people around and the processing and those things and they talk about it being superior to the guy that he um, replaced at Ohio State and all that other stuff. I'm going to go with C.J. Stroud. He is the perfect guy for the offense that I want to run, which is loaded with gas.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at you, and I'm looking at C.J. Stroud, who loves to get the ball vertically down the field. I'm looking at you with Zay Flowers and and Jalen Hyatt, two flyers, two, two vertical flyers. And then you're going to stretch the field. You're going to scare the safeties out of the box, and you got B. John Robinson uh, to mess with Buck. So I, I, I like what you're cooking up here with your group. I like. I think. Feel, feel like there's a theme. I feel like you you got a good fit here with your personnel uh, putting these guys together here. I like it. I dig it. All
1: right, who, so who do you, you got at 19?
0: I got two. I got two. Um, so interior offensive lineman. I'm just going to give you both the names right now because you're already full at the spot, and then you can give me your last two guys. But, uh, you know, when I look at the next two highest-rated interior offensive linemen, for me, to be honest with you, this guy's my number two interior offensive lineman. I've already got Skaronsky, who I'm going to play at guard from Northwestern. I love Big Ten offensive linemen. I'm going to stay in the Big Ten. I'm going to go with Joe Tippman uh, with my oh, yeah, next Wisconsin. one, who is a big center. He's six foot six. He's 313 pounds. He can run. He's excellent as a puller. Um, you can use him getting up to the next level. Just a real easy mover. He's my 33rd overall player. Um, so I feel like that's going to be a nice addition. And then with my last pick, I'm going to go to the Toothless Wonder, Buck, a guy we loved at the All-Star game. I'm going to go to Cody Mauck, uh, from North Dakota State who had an awesome Senior Bowl. Uh, he's a really, really good athlete. Ran 5.08, which is a good time. Played left tackle. Really can play all five positions as he did at the Senior Bowl. So I feel like I, I, he's going to add some versatility to my mix here. Uh, that's going to be the, the finishing touch on my squad.
1: Okay, so I dig that because you fell in love with him down at the senior bowl. I'm going to go with another senior bowl invitee. How about Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse to complete us uh, on that offensive line? We'll put him outside at tackle. Um, Just really solid, man. He's played a lot of games, DJ. 39 career starts. Uh, The majority of those have been at left tackle but also has experience at right tackle and Had a chance to look at some of the practice tape. You see him kick inside and play guard and do those things, which he could do. I just like the versatility. He's a solid player. And then no team is complete without a Tar Heel. So my final wide receiver, we can go with Josh Downs. There you go. From North Carolina. We talked about uh, Jordan Addison and his size. And I'll say this about Josh Downs. If Josh Downs was bigger, I think it would be easier to make the case for him to be a first-round pick. You see the production. You see the ability to create separation and get open and the wiggle that he has over the middle of the field. My team is a little small, which I'm not necessarily in favor of, but I do like their ability to run away from people.
0: All right, I'm looking it up here. Um what are the name of the whiteouts outs on the fun bunch uh for the uh <laughs> for the, for the Washington, Washington, Washington back in the day.
1: Um so it was it was it was Gary Clark, it was Ricky Sanders and it was Alvin Garrett.
0: Just, just roll the roll them out there. Rolling them out there, buck.
1: The Smurfs. This merch. Yeah. Hey, look now it's gonna to be tough because Bijan, I'm telling him, hey, when you get to the second level, you're gonna to have to do it on your own. Cause my little guys <laughs> my little guy's gonna have a tough time holding up. But but you know, we could try and create all kinds of space. It's a little bit of run and shoot action to what we have, having with Dalton Kincaid. I mean I feel like four wides.
0: I feel like you've you've built a team. I feel like that if I was gonna give you a, a GM name. I feel like you're Jerry Tarkanian. I feel like you just built the running Rebels. Like You're just, just going to roll out there and we're just so, going to so, go. We're so, going.
1: So here here's the thing. You're always influenced and impacted by the people that you're around the most. And so you think about the team that I work with, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you think about yep. their offense and how Evan Ingram's outside and Zay Jones and all those guys, not a lot of size in Calvin Ridley. You're like, okay, you know what we're going to do? We can get everybody out. We can push it out. And <laughs> – If we're gonna have to eventually compete with Joe Burrow and then the Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes and all these guys, we're not gonna be able to stop them. So we gotta figure out a way to put the ball in the paint, and the only way you can do is you gotta have playmakers, you gotta have speed.
0: All right, give me your uh, give me your final breakdown. Let's go uh, your team. You know, by position, you can lump the offensive line together, the receivers together, um, quarterback, running back, tight end. So so give me your complete look here. We've got your complete team. Sell me on your team, Buck, and, and what you like about them.
1: Okay, so we can go on the complete team. So my quarterback is C.J. Stroud. Running back, Bijan Robinson. Tied in, I have Dalton Kincaid. My three wide receivers are Zay Flowers, Jalen Hyatt, and Josh Downs. Uh, my offensive line, I got Paris Johnson and Matthew Bergeron on the outside. I have JMS, uh, Steve Avila, and my other guard. Osiris Torrance. Osiris Torrance. How did I forget about Osiris? So that's who you have. Um... We want to play the game in space. We want to make it a, a bit of a basketball on grass with a tinge of physicality and toughness with the running back. Everybody on the team can get down in the passing game. We feel great about our ability to win one-on-one matchups in the passing game, particularly with Bijan Robinson and Don Kincaid being able to work on linebackers. Uh, if we can protect, man, we feel like we got a 707 quarterback back there and uh, C.J. Stroud. It's going to be tough to kind of get with us. Now, we may not be the old school three yards in a cloud of dust, but man, we surely can throw it around the yard.
0: Yeah, I like it. You got, uh, there's definitely a theme there. It is athleticism, it is speed. Um, it is everything's going to be attacking a vertical group that you got assembled there. All right, let me give you my squad here. I've got Bryce Young at quarterback, I've got uh, his teammate Jameer Gibbs next to him at running back. He's back there. My wideouts are Jackson Smith and Jigba in the slot with Jordan Addison from SC on one side, uh, with Quentin Johnson on the other. Um, I've got a tight end of Michael Mayer, who's really a two-way guy, who's going to help us in the run game as well as the pass game. My tackles, i got Darnell Wright at right tackle out of Tennessee. I'm going to stay in conference and go with Broderick Jones at left tackle from Georgia. I've got Peter Skaronski; uh, He's going to be my left guard. I've got Joe Tippmann, uh, the center from Wisconsin. He's going to be my center. And then I've got Cody Mauk who's going to be my right guard. So I feel like I've got two really, really big physical athletic tackles I've got an athletic interior offensive line. I love the tight end who's going to be able to really maul people in the run game as well as do some things the pass game. I feel I, I love my quarterback, Bryce Young. I feel like with the physicality of my group up front, I feel like Jameer Gibbs is going to get some home run opportunities, I'm going to get him to the edge and uh, and then let him go. And then I feel like on third down buckets, it's a pick your poison with these wideouts. So I feel like I've got balance. I like my group. I've got a physical group. I've got some speed. I like the mix here with Bryce Young kind of uh, being the captain and controlling the whole thing.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a balanced group. It's definitely a group that has the ability to kind of go from uh, physical to finesse whenever they need it. And the physicality, you talk about those big bodies up front, being able to run the ball when you want to run it. And you got the gas behind it, and Jameer Gibbs being able to do it, not only as a runner, but coming out the backfield, catching the ball. And then you think about the dynamic weapons that you have on the perimeter. You have a pure route runner in Jackson Smith. In Jigba, you have the explosive playmaker in Quinn Johnson who can take the top off the defense and can stretch it vertically, um, which is really problematic. And then you got the big body that can post up in the middle over Michael Meyer. Uh, It's it's, it's a tough team to defend. Stylistically, two very different teams. Yeah. But the goal is the same, put a lot of pressure on the defense.
0: Yeah. Now, this is a fun exercise, man. Uh, Again, there was a little strategy that went involved there. I feel like you lobbed I feel like you lobbed the first shot you took you took Kincaid. <laughs> you you took my guy uh, who I was talking to I was talking to a GM the other day about him and I said, look, i I know I see i see there's all these you know a million mock drafts and everybody's talking and he's gonna go in the late first round. maybe he goes in the second round. it's a little tight end group. I'm like, I do my, my updated top 50s out I'm like, I, have, I can't find 10 players better than him. Like I can't. I know you can say, oh, he's a little bit older. He had a back, which I told he passed all his physicals. He's fine there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you can kind of find some reasons, but I'm like, yeah, but when you turn on the tape, there's not there's not 10 players better than this dude in this draft. It isn't. So I'm like, I don't know. How, that's why I got him up there, man. He's, he's a talented player.
1: Uh, he made a transition to me that really makes you feel good about what he could be. He goes from USD after playing yeah, like Ferreros. maybe yeah, maybe playing one-year high school ball to going down there, like, just absolutely lighting it up. Transitions to Utah, who also had tight ends already in the, the building, war. Yeah. And he stands up and is super impressive. And so, uh, and then we think about Utah players and kind of the grittiness and toughness they have. It's going to be hard to find guys like that. DJ, I, I just see him in the right situation. A team that really throws it around and features that guy's a flex tight end. They know how to kind of create yeah, things to get him open. He's gonna be a problem. He's gonna be a handful.
0: Yeah, no, I, he's he's a great player. Um, so he's a fun one. He's kind of held his water throughout the whole process for me. Um, and you know, we'll see how it all ends up. This was a, this was a great exercise. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this. Uh, we are going to flip it over to the other side on the next episode. We will do the defense. Bucky will have the first pick. Um, and then I got to try and deploy a strategy where I can mess with him. Uh, once we get to this defense here, I'm already trying to think about where the depth is. Gosh, we have to find two linebackers apiece, man. Godspeed. Pray for us that we can find a combined four off-the-ball linebackers that we like in this draft. Not a great group. Yeah, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to find those guys, so we'll see. All right, we'll do it. Uh, All right, catch Buck on path to the draft each and every day. That is at uh, 3 o'clock West Coast, 6 o'clock Eastern. Um, We will be, uh, be back Monday with our next Move the Sticks episode again. We'll jump into the defense there. The pro days are pretty much wrapped up. Devin Witherspoon, by the way, this morning ran uh, what w- Exactly what we thought. I mean, I-, I think there was some chatter on social media about he's some four five guy, mid four fives, and I'm like, nah. Now nah. every you know, I talked to all the folks where he's been training. They're really accurate. Um, he trains down there with Brent Calloway at EXO's there in, mm-hmm. in Frisco, and he's he's honest as the day is long, and said this kid's you know four four every day all day. And so he ran four two uh, four four two four four six. So he's good. But anyways, what most of the pro days are done. I mean, basically all of them. By the time we come back Monday, we'll be in the rearview mirror. Uh, so we'll we'll discuss who maybe rose a little bit, who fell a little bit, and we'll do this defensive draft. So uh, that's gonna do it for us, Buck. Anything else you want to get into before we jump out of here?
1: No. I mean, I think this this part is fun. I think we're 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 less than a month away. We have a handful of weeks away. And before you know it, we're going to be right there on draft day. We'll begin to hear some of the reports about the visits the private workouts and some of the medical and character stuff will be shored up. And so I'm sure we have some conversations about some late risers and fallers over the next few weeks.
0: No doubt. Uh, That's going to do it for us, everybody. Appreciate you hanging with us. Thanks to Nabil for running the show. Uh, He is the best in the business and we'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks.